is going on everybody and welcome in to an all-new conflict of interest i'm your host the real dan kelly akeem's not with us this week he has some personal matters to attend to but i did want to mention this is going to be our format moving forward for you guys it's going to be videos instead of live streams live streams just don't work with our schedules at the moment this is how it's going to be so i wanted to let you guys know early that that's how the conflict of interest will be moving forward but we are going to get into the meat of the story the Buffalo Bills defeating the Miami Dolphins by a score of 34 to 31 in Sunday's contest. Now I want to start off with the environment that the Miami Dolphins had to play in. It was absolutely insane, okay? I had Bills season tickets for 10 years. I've been to over 40 professional football games, and this one was by far the craziest. From the time that the ball was kicked off the tee until the end of the game, no one sat down. Only at halftime. Halftime was our break. But every play, everybody was standing up. Everybody was loud. It was crazy. Not to mention, the noise helped the Dolphins face plenty of turmoil, right? You saw a ball start on a fourth and one. You saw Mike McDaniel burning his timeouts early in the first half and early on in the second half, to the point where the Miami Dolphins only had one timeout by the time the two-minute warning came around in the fourth quarter. So Buffalo really did that well in terms of the environment. I want to get into Josh Allen's play, right? Now, the stats tell you one thing. The eye test tell you another. Josh Allen had three turnovers against the Miami Dolphins, all which led to points. The fumble returned for a touchdown, the interception that turned into a touchdown, and the other inter interception, I believe, turned into a field goal. And the Bills had a 17-0 lead. All those points lead to the Dolphins tying the game. So that is something that Buffalo has to fix, has to worry about going into next week. And one guy I want to kind of put the blame on is Ken Dorsey for his play calling in this game against the Miami, Miami Dolphins. And they played a lot of cover zero defense, which means there's no safety up high. And Dorsey thought, because there's no safety up high, we're going to take a bunch of shots. And Josh Allen agreed, and they took a bunch of shots to Gabe Davis, to John Brown, to Diggs. We saw it all throughout the game, the vertical routes that were being sent. And it just wasn't working, right? Buffalo was scoring quickly, but not effectively. They weren't holding the ball for long periods of time. Miami ends up taking the lead. And then Buffalo has a muffed punt that is thankfully recovered by Tyrell Dodson. I want to tell you guys that. If you weren't aware who recovered it, it was Tyrell Dodson, the Bills' special team player. He's really not on the field on the defensive side of the ball too much. But some more standouts I want to get to. Gabriel Davis. Playoff Gabe, as we know him, six receptions 
for 113 yards in this game against the Miami Dolphins. He wasn't dropping the ball like he did in the regular season, and it was a sight to see. Stefan Diggs decided to go off as well, over 100 yards for him. He did not score, but that's okay. On the defensive side of the ball, I want to highlight Ed Oliver for the pressures that he forced on Skylar Thompson in the Miami Dolphins offense. And you have to talk about Matt Milano, the heart and soul of this Buffalo Bills defense. 58 had 10 tackles, led the team, along with two sacks on the rookie quarterback. Buffalo manages to to escape. Now, some of you are going to say, hey, this is going to affect the Bills moving forward and they don't look that good. How are they going to beat Cincinnati? It's simple, guys. It's very simple. It is one-week seasons from here on out. It's not about how you win. It's if you win. And the Buffalo Bills won. I don't care whether they won by one point, 100 points, or something in between. The Buffalo Bills won. They live to fight another day. That's what matters, okay? The Los Angeles Rams last year, all of their playoff games were won by three points. Did you see their fans complaining? Did you see their fans saying, oh, they're not going to get past the team next week? No. You didn't see that. So we shouldn't be doing that. The Buffalo Bills fan base, Bills Mafia, should not be upset with the Bills victory, right? If somebody told you five, six years ago that you would be upset at the way the Bills won a playoff game, you would look at them like they were crazy, right? Now I want to take you guys to a tweet from Jay Skursky that I saw yesterday after the Bills game and they defeated the Dolphins. And this tweet read... The Bills can beat any team in the league. The Bills cannot beat any in the team, any team in the league when they are beating themselves. And I thought that was just a perfect um, capsulation of the Buffalo Bills, right? It, it doesn't seem like anybody's going to stop them except for them. The discipline in this game was also something to commend. Sean McDermott's team only had two penalties in the entire game there against the Miami Dolphins. A very good game for Buffalo all around. They do move on to face the Cincinnati Bengals this Sunday in Orchard Park. A look around the league at the other games. If you guys don't keep up with the NFC or the AFC, I would assume you keep up with the AFC if you're Bills fans, but we're going to get into all the games. Seattle and San Francisco was your first game of the evening, and it was close in the first half. And if Seattle wanted to make this a game, if Seattle wanted to win, they were going to have to play virtually perfect. And in the second half, The San Francisco 49ers defense forces a fumble on Geno Smith that is recovered. San Francisco goes on to score, and from there, they just pile on the points with a Debo Samuel touchdown later on as well. San Francisco won by the largest margin so far. I am recording this before the Cowboys and Buccaneers game, so I'm not sure if it will be the largest margin of the weekend, but so far it is, as the San Francisco 49ers do move on and will host another game next week. Next up. Jacksonville Jaguars, L.A. Chargers. If you guys didn't watch this game, if you missed this game, you missed an absolute barn burner. Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Now, this game started off pretty crazy. Jacksonville throwing it and just getting picked off. Four interceptions for Trevor Lawrence in the first half, and the L.A. Chargers took a 27 to nothing lead. Not to mention three of those... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Interceptions were by the same player on the Chargers defense. Absolutely crazy game from him. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars mount a comeback and end up winning the game by a final score of 31-30, to hitting a field goal to end regulation. It is the third largest comeback in NFL playoff history, and on top of that, Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday in high school, in college, or in the NFL. Jacksonville moves on to play Kansas City next week. Of course, we talked about our Bills and Dolphins, right? Buffalo manages to eke by. That's okay, though. I mean, the Bills were favored by 20. They obviously did not win by that much. The stats tell you that the Buffalo Bills handled the game, and they did for the most part. They do need to clean up the turnovers moving forward. However, I'm not worried. I'm not scared. I just want some better offensive play calls, some better decisions from Josh, and some effort from the receivers on those interceptions. It looked like John Brown had a chance to touch that ball, and it doesn't look like he got his hand on it. Cole Beasley ends up dropping the one that goes for another interception, and then the blitz that just isn't picked up by the Bills' offensive line. Josh Allen got sacked a lot yesterday. Now, he's not going to blame the offensive lineman. It is a team game, okay? It is a team game. Every single player has to do their job. A Patriots quote. I hate it, but it's true. Do your job. And I think that's why the L.A. Chargers couldn't get past the Jags, because the Chargers have Justin Herbert, right? But then Mike Williams got hurt in the season finale, did not end up playing in this playoff game. They didn't have everybody that they needed, and that's why they lost. Buffalo needs everybody to do their job effectively, right? If they're going to beat Cincinnati, it's going to be a crazy environment once again. Going to be in Orchard Park, but Buffalo moves on. Cincinnati comes here at 3 o'clock on Sunday. Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings and the New York Football Giants. Props to the coach of the year, Brian Dable, for the game he called against the Minnesota Vikings. Daniel Jones goes over 300 yards, two passing touchdowns, and the franchise record for rushing yards in a playoff game. I believe it was over 70. Isaiah Hodgins goes nuts, a former Bill, in that one. And the New York Giants, the away team, end up with the victory in this game by a touchdown. Kirk Cousins, everybody's going to blame him. Everybody's going to blame him for that check down on the final offensive play for the Minnesota Vikings of this year. And it's not, 
it's not not his fault, right? Because he threw the ball at the end of the day, and that's going to be the first guy you blame. But you can't say he played bad. You can't say he had a bad game. You can't say he's the reason they lost because he had a good game, 31 of 39, I believe, over 200 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. It was a very good game. I just think they have to learn to throw it past the sticks. On a play that's going to end your season, you have to go all out and do everything you can to make sure that you move on to the next round. Minnesota ends up losing. Now there's questions about Cousins. There's questions about Jefferson. And the New York Giants finally break the streak of them not winning a playoff game, not being to a playoff game, and they move on. I believe it's a divisional contest for them next week against the Eagles. That may depend on what happens tonight between the Buccaneers and Cowboys. Finally, Sunday night, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, another crazy game. All the divisional games were close. San Francisco kind of broke away from Seattle there in the second half. But this one was close as well. John Harbaugh crafted a wonderful game plan to go up against the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Tyler Huntley really played well. He really played a good game. And the way they used Mark Andrews as a wide receiver out wide was very smart because they really don't have any talent at wide receiver, and they know it. Now, one of the situations to watch out for in this game is Lamar Jackson, who did not travel with the team. Now, whatever you want to make out of that, you can. He is injured. He was not active, of course, for this game. He did not travel with the team. And the Cincinnati Bengals end up with the victory after a very weird QB sneak, right? It's fourth and one and a half about. And they go for a QB sneak. They try to push him in the end zone, but he must have not gotten the memo because he tries to jump over the pile as he's being pushed from behind, which leads to a fumble. The Cincinnati Bengals pick it up and run it back 98 yards for a touchdown, the fourth longest defensive touchdown in NFL postseason history. And Baltimore still had another chance. They still had another chance to win this game. They stopped Cincinnati on the ensuing possession, get the football back, and then... Things just take a turn. Baltimore does not take their timeouts. Under two minutes, they're still huddling to call plays. Now, that might be because Tyler Huntley's the backup. He doesn't know the playbook as well. They don't trust him to call plays, maybe. Who knows? But they weren't calling their timeouts. They were huddling, taking too much time. It comes down to a fourth and 20, and it is a catchable ball. A catchable ball for the Baltimore Ravens. I believe it was a Prochet, the special team's player mostly for the Baltimore Ravens. He sees very few offensive snaps. He was this close, guys. This close. But he ends up falling short, and the Baltimore Ravens do fall. Cincinnati Bengals go on to win that game. Of course, Buccaneers-Cowboys play tonight. Not sure what's going to happen. My prediction was the Cowboys. Based on this weekend's games, I really don't know which way it's going to go. Getting back to Buffalo and Cincinnati a little bit. One player I forgot to mention was rookie cornerback Kair Elam, who had a hell of a game against this Miami Dolphins team. He comes up with the interception, which is huge, huge for the Buffalo Bills to get that ball back against Skylar Thompson, right? And then he didn't allow a catch all day. He has proven that he is the guy moving forward. He is our CB2 going into the future here. Kair Elam with a hell of a game. Props to Mike McDaniel and his staff for crafting the game plan that they did against these Buffalo Bills. They kept it close, right? Only losing by three points. 
But bye-bye, Miami. If Tua played this, if Tua played that, I don't want to hear it. I don't care. I had a Miami Dolphins fan text me after the Bills win. It was a little bit of a backhanded compliment. You guys ever get that backhanded compliment when he's like, oh, you know, congratulations on your team moving forward. But I would be worried if I were you moving forward. Worried? I'm not worried. The Buffalo Bills are moving on. Your team's headed home, bro. Let's go. Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals this Sunday at 3 o'clock. Everybody, I want to thank you for coming out to the Conflict of Interest. I'm your host, Dan Kelly. For Akeem, for the Conflict of Interest, for Built in Buffalo, I'm Dan Kelly. Until next time, go Bills.